Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk she. Recorded live. Hello, folks. It's uh, Michael Adams, and it's the the show Old Religious Dystopia, Knowing versus Belief. And uh, once again, uh, we are blessed with having uh, Dave with us, and uh, where he's going to expound more about uh, what we are dealing with when it comes to these cryptids and um, and and etc. And and getting closer to the answer. And I feel this is very important, in fact, the most important part of the message. Anyway, I've been having the blessed opportunity to do some fellowshipping the past, uh, what has it been? This is day five that we've been uh-huh. talking straight. Yeah. And so, and um, I, I just want to say thank you for the bottom of my heart that your willingness to do that. And uh, you did, I know you didn't have to do that. So, And that's another reason why, folks, you haven't heard, to us, heard you know, the second part, because well, he's been teaching this, uh, I guess it's hard to say this, but at almost 50, this young pup, this young pup knew, knew tricks. <laughs> but, uh, oh, well, you got to stay humble. And uh, with that, Dave, thank you. And um, sure. I'll, I'll, I'm going to just uh, do what we did last time, just let you sure. share. Yeah. Sure. Well, let me start off by saying that I'm <clears> – <throat> I am a little more with it. The last recording, I had been up with back pain all night, and I took a full pain pill uh, before we did the recording. I didn't do that this time. And so sorry if my speech was a little slurred and I was uh, a little slow on my thinking and a little uh, disorganized. I uh, feel a lot better tonight. Just ate a steak, and, and uh, uh, I'm, I'm full of protein and, and, a, and a baked potato the size of your shoe, and I'm ready to go. So... Um, <laughs> Basically, I wanted to go back and, and just hit where these things are from and the world we live in. Uh, I kind of left off last time with the pre-Genesis 1 flood. I wanted to touch base on that one more time. And um, then the, 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 gen, the, uh, the uh, pardon me, the, yeah, yeah the, the Genesis 1 flood and the world prior to that, the, pre, the pre-flood world of Genesis 1, and then the, pre, the pre-flood world of Genesis 6, and then what we're dealing with after that. Uh, you know, Jesus pretty much laid it out for us. There was something before Genesis 1 when he said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Now, in Hebrew, that's, I saw Satan fall speedily from the heights. Now, the funny part is, is when you translate that into English, uh, you ought to look that up on the Internet, folks. <laughs> That'll blow your mind. I'm not going to go there. At any rate, the... Uh, or when you when you when you look at and see what the the real words are in Hebrew and Aramaic, yeah. Uh, let's just say we had a leader that that Jesus mentioned by name. So at any rate, prior to uh, Genesis one, Jesus says that the devil fell, and we know that that's what he's talking about because of that time period. Because by the time the Garden of Eden roll around, Satan was already there. 
So this, what he's talking about is a time period prior to that. And uh, I believe, and so does a lot of other folks, that basically the Lord started with the dead rock called Earth, and he activated it. Now, how he did that and what the middle looks like and all that, turns out that we probably haven't been told the truth, that it's got a volcanic core all the way down and etc. Uh, you know, the Russians dug the dig- deepest hole that's ever been dug, you know, seven miles deep, and it was full of water, fresh water. So you'd think they were in the magma core, and you know, or at least something hot. It was full of cold water. There's, there's a, a whole lot more to the story than we've been told. Um, Amen. Amen to that one. The the uh, <clears throat> if you look at at the Devil's Tower. Uh, in Wyoming and the big rock in Tunisia and just things like that around the world, you get up above them, they got tree rings. So these were monster, monstrous uh, uh, tree stumps and uh, that have been petrified. You know, they're trying to tell us that's a volcanic uh, tube. <laughs> no, no, it's not a volcanic tube. It's a, it's a tree stump. It's got the tree rings. And the funny part is, you can't ever find a photo of the top of Devil's Tower, like you can the one in Tunisia. Uh, apparently, the uh, the Lord, uh, you know, and I'm all for science. I believe in carbon dating. You know, I'm I'm not anti-science, but you know, <laughs> the, the even the majority of the the folks in science believe in intelligent design. And uh, if, they just, if there was, it, it, if, they just won't admit it publicly. Well, no, a lot of them do. A lot of them do. Uh, absolutely, they just, you just don't see them covered on ABC, NBC, CBS, and 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 CBN and uh, CNN and Fox or or uh, MSN, all that stuff. You yep. don't see them covered on the on the in the media, and you don't see, you know, the science channels not not into that. They're into Big Bang, which was disproven a long time ago. Absolutely. And uh, like nobody in serious science believes in the Big Bang at all, but intelligent design, whatever that is, uh, we happen to believe it was the Lord, you know. Amen. So um, it's interesting that uh, the guy again with Mud Puzzle University, and plus there's some others, they've they've really uh, shown, and I, you know, there's. <laughs> If you got an open mind, you're sitting there looking. You're looking at a cotton-picking giant. You know the one one photo that was my is my favorite is it's the thing is is a quarter mile long of the part you can see, and it only goes down to his mid chest, <laughs> or it, it maybe even not even that far. And you can see the eye slots. You can yep. see the nose. He's laying on his side, and there's a hill out in front of him, and it's got knuckles, and you can see the parts of the finger. And um, it's over in Europe. The uh, it, it sure looks like to a lot of us that uh, God created a lot of uh, hominids and a lot of big lizards and other reptilian creatures. And then, and then uh, when chaos started raining, he'd drown them. He'd punish them. And uh, a lot of us believe that's where we get the nutrients that are in our soil today. That and, and the flora, you know, the flora and fauna. It's not just the flora, it's the fauna. 
uh, without nutrients, you can't grow anything. I'm, I've, I've got an agricultural background, and, and uh, you know, the, the best alfalfa ground in the United States is in, is in New Mexico, and it'll produce uh, alfalfa with protein levels of 24%. And they wow. shipped that out to all the horses. They have dairy farms there. They moved out from California, and they shipped it out to. That's where all the racetracks in the United States get their alfalfa because of the protein levels. Really? And uh, but you grow protein. You, you grow alfalfa around here in Oklahoma. You're lucky to get 16 percent. And uh, if you try to grow hay on that, it's going to be about 12 uh, percent, maybe 11 percent. But then you look at at uh, a lot of the ground in Texas, the nutrients have been washed out of it, and uh, through floods and 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 desert, uh, you know, a, a lack of moisture, etc. Uh, where they've gotten heavy rains, and some of it just just uh, oh, some of it just was desert to begin with. They've been hay deficient in Florida in in uh, Texas. For years, they can't grow enough hay. They grow plenty of hay, but it doesn't have any nutrients in it. And uh, a lot of this stuff, uh, the, the you get you, you get protein levels that are so low, uh, you know, two and three percent. It's not worth growing hay on it. The best thing they can do is is try to irrigate it, maybe put some manure out on it, and uh, uh, you know, plant plant stuff. I I just passed a field. Uh, just uh, a few days ago, and they had uh, they had planted uh, soybeans about every eight feet. Well, that's not a crop they're going to harvest. They're just putting it out there to be able to plow it back under and add some nutrients to the soil. So nutrients in the soil are a big deal. And to be able to, to there was something to these floods and something to these big, 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 big hominids and the big lizards. Uh, there's a there's intelligent design and a plan here. Uh, I don't believe that any of the hominids prior to the the Genesis one creation had a soul. Mm. I believe they were all spirits. And uh, you know, you you come down to uh, Genesis one. We know it now. Now we know it starts because of Hayatohu Vabohu. Genesis one should read. They mistranslated that. Said it's null void and and, and uh, null and void and something like that. But it, what it should have said was Haya is had become Tohu is uh, total chaos, utter chaos, and uh, uh, Bohu is a wasteland. So the first three verses should read. Uh, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and we don't know if there's a pause there. But then the next verse says, and the earth ha- had become. So evidently, there's a pause there. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, but then it, he's saying it had become. Better chaos. And a wasteland. And water covered the face of the deep, and the firmament, or deep space, rested upon the waters. That's a judgmental flood. That's a judgment flood. As a matter of fact, it was worse than the flood of Noah because there's not even any atmosphere to breathe. And we read in, in the rest of Genesis, he created that. So 
for those of us that believe the Bible, we believe that in creation, but we don't. There's a lot of folks that believe in the whole thing being six thousand years, but that just doesn't fly. It's an old earth, but is it is is what we know today six thousand years old? Yeah, because it's us. We weren't here before that. And this stuff about man being you know millions of years old, were they hominids? Yeah. Were they us? No. So, you know, again, I'm not doubting science. It's the interpretation. And uh, were there, were there, you know, all these different hominids prior to that? I, I'm not going to say there weren't. I don't think they had a soul. I think they had a spirit. So, at any rate, we can move on with the, with the Bible here. And, you know, the, the Genesis 1 opens and and the third of heaven's already been kicked out, and they're on the earth, in the earth, in hell, for lack of a better way to say it, and uh, or in the earth, and uh, cre- creation happens, and then they're and they're in the Garden of Eden, and then the devil shows up. So time goes by, within seven generations of Adam. Things are so screwed up. There's giants everywhere. There's there's the gene pool screwed up with, with you know. Look at Jasher says that that the the uh, let me back up. We no Moses didn't didn't lay this whole thing out for us because there were contemporary there were contemporary books, Enoch, Jasher, Jubilees. Uh, that laid this stuff out. And so he wrote his kind of to go along verse by verse with what they're said, only he gave an abbreviated part of this. So we know from the other books that 200 angels came down from heaven. This is not Satan and the the third that got kicked out. This is 200 others. And I didn't believe in this stuff to begin with. But then the more I looked into the book of Enoch, the more this made sense. And, you know, Enoch is referred to uh, in the Bible, and it's not called heresy. So, this is something that, that the Jews knew about, even the Jews of the first century. And uh, these two hundred watchers came down, sent down by God, and given physical bodies to help mankind. Well, I guess for the first time they had reproductive organs in these physical bodies and they started lusting after women they saw the daughters of men were fair and they according to the book of Enoch they decided to they they all wanted to do it but they were afraid that one would rat the other out which is hilarious to me because they're supposed to know that God can see everything are they going to hide this from God I guess it was a deal of accountability. Uh, you know, surely he won't punish all of us. But they they decided to enter a covenant, and they all did it at once. And they began to... And Enoch says they stole married women. But they, they began to give birth to giants. Now, did these things have a soul? That's going to be the question today. Going down through to today 
and do these things in, in, in the bloodline. Do, does the the uh, their sons were called Nephilim? Does the Nephilim do the Nephilim have a have a soul? And how to look at that? And then how, what do we do with these things? And how do we get them off our property? And what do we do when we run into them? We get in a jam. We do the binding and loosing. We do the binding. We bind them. And we use the blood of Jesus. Okay? And it works. Does it work, Mike? Oh, yeah, it does. Did it work for you? Absolutely. And it has. Yeah. So. Kept them at bay, that's for sure. You know, and and your faith isn't going to do it, boys. Your prayers isn't going to do it. Unless God sends angels to you right there on the spot. You can pray tonight for some, that may happen. I know if they see me, they see angels. But I can tell you this much, without fail, the blood of Jesus will do it. They overcame him by the, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Jesus said, in my name, you'll cast out devils. In my name, you'll heal the sick. He didn't say you'll pray. He said, you'll have the Holy Ghost and you will do it. Okay, the Holy Ghost will flow through you the same way it flowed through him. Jesus didn't do one thing on earth as the Son of God except not sin. That was why the devil tempted him three times, because he was trying to get him to do something as the Son of God. So he'd disqualify himself as the second Adam. And everything Jesus took back, he left to the church. If you're the church, it's yours. That's a fact. How much authority to give us over the enemy? All authority. Over all the power of the enemy. And if something's threatening you, that's the enemy. So, does does binding and and, and does binding work on hell's angels if they're after you? Well, I don't know. You know, I've I've ministered to a few bikers, and it seemed to work at the time. They wanted to smash me, and they they got their their hands but their hands down between their knees. Would it work with everybody or, or everything? I don't imagine those guys would be mad enough to want to beat me up or hurt me. If I hadn't screwed up, so if I screw up, I don't know. But I'm going to try not to screw up, and I'm going to try to be friendly with everybody. So, you know, is it a thing of the spirit? If it's a thing of the spirit, you bet. If it's a thing where I've screwed up, I don't know. Maybe I just better get <laughs> get the heck out of the way. <laughs> but, uh, you know, thank God for the grace of God and the angels and the blood. So, at any rate, these things... Uh, going back to the Watchers, uh, the first generation was during the time of Jared. I, I, I misspoke. It's called Methuselah, his son. No, Enoch was his son on the last time. Enoch is his son. It's Jared, Enoch, Methuselah, Lamech, and uh, Noah. That's the lineage of Seth in the time frame that we're talking about. And the first generation giants, according to the book of Enoch, happened during uh, Jared's time. Jared lived about 800 and some years, and uh, maybe 900, I can't remember for sure, but it was, a lot, it was big. And uh, the first 200 years, the giants were the, the massive ones, you know, a mile tall kind of a deal. Uh, according to the book of Enoch, if it's 3,000, if it, I, I, I hear that in some versions it's 300 cubits, and in, in, in some others 
not that more than one were printed, but there's it's hard to figure out. Some of it's been doctored a little bit over a period of time. Now there's a they found a full scroll, but it's hard to know which one you're looking at. So we we might be talking about 450 feet if it's 300 cubits, or if it's 3,000 cubits, we're talking about a mile. Big, whichever one you want to talk call it. Uh, the uh, they lasted 200 years, and then they killed each other off. And then there was 200 years without them, and then there was 200. Then then, then st- they started over again. It took more women, and they uh, these were in the in the the 40, 40 to sixty foot range. And uh, I think Duke just put a show on about how as these things over a period of time got smaller and smaller. So I have yet to listen to that show, and I'm anticipating checking that out. He's got some science, supposedly, in that. I don't know. But uh, uh, we do know that that there have been skeletons uh, uh, of stuff that big. You know, they just came out with the news that back in the 1930s over in India, they found somebody found the story. They had discovered a an ape that was 31 foot tall, 31 and a half foot. Saw the saw the, the, the actual clipping, and so somebody's discovered that and come out with it. It's been verified it was real. Nobody knows where the body's at now, but uh, it was a real newspaper, and they went back and checked, and yeah, that was the story. And uh, that's a pretty big ape, 31 foot. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm six. I'm six two, and I I have trouble looking straight up. I don't know that I could even look at it in the eye, see its eyes. You know, uh, that's a that's a that's a tall booger. So and and they they say ape. We don't know that that wasn't part human either. They didn't. They, nobody's checked the DNA. Did you, you part, remember what the part date? Nephilim? Excuse me, part Nephilim. We don't know. Go ahead. What date was that uh, article published? I think it was in the 30s, but I could be mistaken. I think it was back in the 1930s, but I could be mistaken. But I, I remember seeing the actual article, and, and it was 31 and a half feet. Well, you, met, you know, the movie King Kong, and maybe it was maybe it was inspired by it. Well, you never know. This was over in India, supposedly. Yeah. They certainly don't have big apes there, you know, great apes in India. Maybe they do. Maybe they do. But anyway, baboons or something. But at any rate, they... Uh, I don't know. I don't know what they got in India as far as the, the great big apes. They got they got monkeys. I know that. I think a lot. Yeah, of I do know that. Yeah, <laughs> and they got some weird ones. Yeah. So, uh, excuse me. I've got a crazy critter trying to crawl up my pant leg here, and I'm a little skittish. There was a there was a spider went down my pant leg about yesterday afternoon. I'm sitting out here on I the back heard. porch. Yeah. So anyway. The uh, is a big spider too. Anyway, the uh, uh, is really fast. The uh, uh, we don't know whether that was what the DNA of that thing was, and uh, nor do we know how old it was. Uh, you know that was that a, could that have been a post flood, a giant? Well. 
It might have been a pre-flood giant, you know. Who knows? I guess the question was, could it be a pre-flood giant? We don't know. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, it wasn't in a casket, so I'd have a hard time believing it was pre-flood, you know, and and making it all that time. But who knows? Uh, So the book of of, uh, Enoch says that that they had, that the... uh, the watchers, by the time that uh, the flood's coming around or coming right before the flood, they've uh, it's, it's the the big ones in Jared's day, then the, then the, the the next size smaller in Jared's day, then in Enoch's day, the the watchers came and asked to see if God would forgive them, and uh, of course Jared's still around, and uh, the Lord said no, and as a matter of fact, they're going to watch their sons die. So whether this was first gen or second gen, we don't know. But uh, they're going to watch their sons die, and since they have no standing in heaven... Uh-oh. Looks like uh, Brother Dave dropped off. Well, let's see what's going on here. Sounded like they had a bad bit of a bad connection to begin with, so... He's just starting to talk about some good stuff. Uh, maybe his phone died. Uh, yeah. Looks like his phone might have died. Hopefully he's getting a new battery for it. Anyways, usually is the case these sort of things happen. Huh? Fascinating story to say the least. And um, makes you wonder why they took out the book of Phoenix, uh, huh? Seems like it has an awful lot of reliable information. So, can you imagine? Yeah. Seeing... Hey, there you are. Well, you said Great White Throne Judgment. There it went. <laughs> 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 you gotta, you gotta run it back, or you gonna start it, or when are you gonna start? Are you gonna start where I did you get? What, no, did you get Great White Throne Judgment, or, or did did did, did, the, did you hear me say that? No, why don't you start from there? So okay, was, go ahead. No, we're still we're still recording. I just been talking about the thirty-one foot uh, tall ape and what it must have been like to see one. <laughs> so, okay. but you go right ahead. So yeah, there's no we, data. We, no. We accidentally got disconnected, so we're back. Okay. Uh, I had just mentioned Great White Throne Judgment, and the phone call went dead. Well, there's so. internet radio for it. There's internet radio for it. It's going to happen. So, so at any rate, we uh, he said, no, uh, as a matter of fact, they can't be forgiven, and they're going to see their sons die, and their spirits will be vagabonds upon the earth. They're not. They're not. Uh, they have no. They're not heirs of salvation. They have no standing in hell. They'll be vagabonds on the upon the earth, and they'll be unclean spirits. And until the the time of the great white throne judgment. And so, you know, those of us in deliverance that have, uh, we've known that 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 the strong men are fallen angels. They're the seraphim, the wingless ones. And you can even interview them. I mean, you can you can make them talk to you and tell you and all that kind of stuff. I'm not into that. Some guys are, 
But, uh, you know, question them, who are you, and where, you know, what was it like in heaven, and all that, and they'll tell you. They're not happy about it, they'll tell you. And you can make them in Jesus' name. But uh, the demons themselves, those of us who have seen them, who have actually, you know, the Lord show you, you won't see this stuff unless the Holy Ghost shows you. So if you ever see those things, believe me, they're not, either they're trying to terrify you and they allow you to see themselves, or it's the Holy Ghost showing them to you. Fortunately for me, it's been the Holy Ghost. But I've seen those things, and, and those of us who have seen them, these were never in heaven. You know, I, I can describe them to you, but I don't, I don't want to get into, go into that. Uh, needless to say, they're, they're small, most of them. There are some big ones, but I think that the big ones are are from that first generation. Uh-huh. You know, if you want to if you want to know what what uh, how big they are, well, when you watch the Trade Center come down, there's plenty of pictures you can you can type in uh, uh, demonic faces in the World Trade Center when it comes down, and, and there was a half a dozen of them, and they were big. Matter of fact, it spooked a bunch of pastors. They said, "Don't try to bind and rebuke those." Well, <laughs> they, they go as easy as the little ones. They just you just gotta have a little agreement. But uh, the most the strongest thing in the in the universe is is the power of agreement. You get some Christians together, and I don't mean in prayer, which is that it is strong in prayer. But when you're binding and rebuking. You get somebody standing there say, I agree in Jesus' name, there's power in that. It busts yeah. them. It busts them just like you bust a steer on the end of your rope. When you're roping them, they hit the end of that rope and they bust them. It jerks them around, I guarantee you it works. I know from experience. And uh, you feel like you're, you can't get them to obey you? Examine your walk with God. Ask Him to cleanse you of your sins with his blood, and then get you somebody to go with you that, or agree with you. And and you, you come against those things, and I'll guarantee you they'll go. Because one puts 1,000 to flight, two put 10,000 to flight, three puts 100,000 to flight, and it goes on, seven put a billion to flight, and 12 put 10, 10 trillion to flight, or 100 trillion to flight. Believe me, you get some power of agreement, uh, you can outnumber hell. You get enough people together. And... Well, it takes 12. That's why they didn't come and mess with Jesus. Remember that. They would have if he hadn't outnumbered them. There was 13 of them. Jesus and the 12 disciples, and they outnumbered hell. Remember that. So, at any rate, they... uh, We've known, that's been the big question, what were these things? And so... When when we read about Jesus, uh, he's he's in Capernaum. That's where he lived, and he, he's got a revival going on there, or a harvest, or you know, he's he's whatever you want to call it, revival. I guess that's what most people understand. And uh, he's he's teaching and preaching, and and people are people are getting their lives right and believing in him and etc. And he decides just he's led of the spirit. He gets in the boat and they go across to to uh, Gennesaret. And where the children of Gad and another tribe got their inheritance, got their land, as Joshua and, and the children of Israel came in the land. And uh, he encounters a, a fellow that's been out in the tombs, you know, and, and comes at him. And he adjures him and gets him to stop. His forward motion toward him says, who are you? And I think I might have covered this last time, but I'm doing it again. 
And he says, uh, Legion, for we are many. And he said, we know who you are, Holy One of God. Have you come to torment us before our appointed time? No, they begged him not to torment, torment them. And the older versions say, some of the older versions say, I don't mean the King James. I'm saying some of the, the other older Bibles that I've seen, there's nothing wrong with King James. They don't predate it, but there's been some translations, and it says some different things. In those it says, <clears throat> and they begged him not to torment them before their appointed time, or they'd ask him not, well, they'd come to torment them before their appointed time. Right. And so uh, when I saw that, I'd always wondered about that. I'd always thought, well, that must be the great white zone judgment. But when I read the book of Enoch, it's like, holy moly, these things are the giants. That's where these things are. And there's the big ones at World Trade Center, but there's also some, you know, there's some even bigger than that, I think, are pre-Genesis 1. And, uh, but the the, ever, the regular average day, you know, regular run-of-the-mill one, I think, are, are the the... The spirits of the giants, you know, they don't have big giant bodies in the spirit. They're little, they're little rascals, but they're mean as all get out. And I can tell you this much, they like to eat. They're a bad personality looking for a place to inhabit. They like to eat. They like to have sex. And they like to give people bad thoughts because they're damned. They are damned. They, have, they are the ultimate in a bad personality. And they know it. And so, and also, they're lied to. The devil lies to them. They're working for him now, and they, he lies to them. They're not in hell. They don't know what's really going on. They get their assignments up here on earth, and they get and they get lied to. I guarantee you, they do because I bind them and rebuke them and put them in the bottomless pit, and they just keep coming sometimes. And uh, why would they do that if they knew the truth? What I was going to do to them? Well, they wouldn't. He's lying to them. Mm-hmm. You get it. So, situation is, these things are, uh, these giants, if they had souls, do they have human DNA? Did they? Yeah. And eventually there was a Nephilim bloodline, but they lost their soul, or they didn't get a soul. The soul of the mother didn't pass on. These things did not have a soul, evidently. So, you know, if if somebody asked me, somebody somebody I know and care about, she's concerned that she really feels like her, the type that she deals with, they do have a soul. I'm not going to argue with her. I'm not the judge of anything. You know, I personally believe most of them don't. I know the ones that eat people on a regular basis certainly don't. They're a bad personality looking for a place to act. <clears throat> They're the epitome. They're the epitome of, of a demon. You know, stuff that stuff that uh, eats people on a regular basis, that's the epitome of a demon, folks. That's That, that was the one attribute of the giants was they were, they were man-eaters. And... They they uh, they weren't they weren't in any way shape or form nice, and so um, when we read now uh, about their their attributes uh, of uh, what they've been doing in, prior to the to the Noah, uh, Genesis six Noah flood, 
They had corrupted the seed of all. How much is all? Is everything. All. Birds. Reptiles. Fish. And animals. And all the people, too. Except for the line of Seth. Now, there's been a, a teaching in the church that these that these there wasn't really fallen angels that there was they just married into the line of Canaan or, or to Cain they married into the line of Cain children of Seth married in the line of Cain that won't hold water in any way shape or form and it's the stupidity that they've been teaching in the Bible colleges and the seminaries and I could go in there and give you all the different points of why that doesn't happen or why that won't work. But I'm not going. This is not. The, this is. This is. We're trying to get to Bigfoot here, and that's just not going to. Not needed now. Believe me, that I know the argument, and that won't hold water. Uh, these things were fallen angels. The Watchers. By the way, the the, the people who teach that, they they've never seen the Book of Enoch, and they tell you not to read it. So, there you go. Um. By the way, the folks that are King James Bible only, well, the book of Enoch mentioned in the King James Bible. So it's the book of Jasher, go to the book of Joshua, go on the Internet, go to Bible Gateway, look up the book of Joshua, type in uh, uh, Jasher, and uh, the verse will come up. I don't remember where it's at, but it's in there, and he, he even says, is this not in the book of Jasher? Um, Moses Talking in Genesis said, "Is this not in the book of, of Jubilees? Is this not in the book of uh, Enoch?" So he even makes mention of these other books about what he's telling people. So, uh, you know, and then the book of Enoch's mentioned a couple times in the New Testament. The uh, uh, situation is. Uh, when the flood came, the, the all all flesh had been corrupted, except for the family of Noah. Now there are folks who want to say, in in the family line of of certain of Noah's sons, giants appear. Well, I've thought that for a long time that that the daughters-in-law. Uh, probably carried the, the the giant DNA, but I I had to rethink it as as I saw what's going on in the world today, and I saw um, the Book of Enoch, and if that just won't fly, if we're talking about um, the Space Boys. If they're truly extra dimensional, and the guys, the guys, the, the two top minds that originally looked into it, both came back with the with the decision. The one was from France, one was from here. Both of them, came, they were PhDs. And both of them came back. They were the guys who originally looked into the UFO deal, and both of them came back with the decision that they were demonic. The top minds of the, our U.S. military, and and. Uh, a whole lot of other uh, scientists looked into it, and they came back with that they were extra-dimensional. Now, can you trust our government? <laughs> Ask an Indian. But at any rate, the uh, my ancestors would say no. 
of course. But then I got some other ancestors been in the government, so I don't know. The uh, again, I'm not the judge of anything. Uh, what I do, you know, but I, I got some Native American friends that feel pretty strongly about it. Uh, the uh, uh, situation uh, post flood is these things reappeared. Now, you know, I know some folks that like to say, and I agree with them, that the Bible says these things were in the earth. Didn't say they were on the earth. Didn't say they were. Up, said they were in the earth. So, do I believe in the hollow earth? Uh, probably not. Maybe I don't know. What I do believe in, I honestly say I don't know. I know about it, but I don't know. I made up my mind. I don't. I don't think so, but I don't know. But I do believe that there are underground. Things caused by nature that you can access that you don't have to go to the North and South Pole to access, and uh, there are were all kinds of underground tunnels and tunneling, and I mean they had all kinds of of uh, sophisticated equipment prior to the flood. We know that because of the pyramids, etc. Uh, you know the, the Egyptians never built the, the pyramids at Giza. Uh, they'll 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 tell you they didn't build the pyramids of Giza. The uh, uh, the in Peru the the tour the tour guides will tell you, oh these big rocks these were the then the little rocks on top it was all the Incas. Those big rocks were not the Incas. They weighed thousands of tons. The Incas built stuff on top. This was all pre-flood. This is pre-Andaluvian architecture. And. Uh, so they had some sophistication, no doubt. Uh, could they build a place to hide? <clears throat> I believe they could. You know, the curious thing about the Bible it says they wiped out all flesh. It didn't say they wiped out the giants. Not one time does it says he wiped out the giants. Instead of wiped out all, all, all the humans and all the animals. Not one time does it say he wiped out the giants. I had to go back and look. So it's interesting uh, that they start showing up again. You know, and, and some folks have said, well, they came through the Philistines, and that was through this, this tribe and that tribe, and, and the Philistines came out of that tribe. Just because a guy's working with the Philistine army doesn't mean he's a Philistine. You know? Uh, believe me, if, if a giant came along and and uh, that was willing to... Uh, Worship their God, they let him in their army. They were looking for any edge they could find. So, because they were getting they were getting whooped on a regular basis by the Israelites. Um, I believe these things have come out of the earth. I think they've gotten progressively smaller. But I I think that uh, the you know the eight hundred pound gorilla in the room is the 20,000 skeletons that have been found in just in, in the United States in the last 150 years. Uh, Lincoln referred to, when he was at Niagara Falls giving a speech, he, he, he said, how many giants have gazed upon these Niagara's? Because I mean, it was in all the papers. They were finding all these giants everywhere. And the reason we don't know and haven't been told a lot about them today 
is because the Smithsonian got funded and they put John Powell, John Wesley Powell, in charge of ethnology. And folks, he wanted to preach manifest destiny. And it's the same doctrine they've got today because when the government starts to tell a lie, they can't ever back out of it. It seems to last forever. And uh, he wanted to, the Manifest Destiny said, the Native Americans, the folks that are here, came over the Bering Ice Strike, the, the, the Bering Strike, the land bridge, and during the Ice Age. And they were, we, we, are, we are larger, we are smarter, we are uh, better, you know, more intelligent, we are better, you know, more schooled, and, and, and things are getting better because the white people are here. And he did that for the, the, uh, the deal about Manifest Destiny. And this was after the Civil War. You know, Lincoln's the one that caused the Dust Bowl because he had ever told everybody, break all the, the land you can to the plow. Well, they were still going after that nonsense. And, uh, you know, I live in Oklahoma. This was all prairie from here to Canada. And it was, it was prairie so thick that you couldn't find the ground. It was, it was grass and, and, and stuff growing. You couldn't find the ground with your finger. And there were oceans of buffalo. You know why they got rid of those? Starved the Indians. Starved the Native Americans. And uh, there's a lot of destruction. So at any rate, they decided that anything, Powell, Powell gave the directive that anything, and by the way, suddenly they got the government's blessing and became a part of the government where they started out as a private institution. And uh, they may say they're a private institution now. <laughs> yeah, right. And so uh, anybody that's seen the end of the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark and the government warehouse that seems to go on for miles and and all the boxes, well, we've been told those really, that those warehouses really exist, maybe not for miles, but big ones, and mile after mile of them. And the stuff's boxed in there and never seen again. So, uh, Manifest Destiny said anything that didn't line up with the Powell Doctrine was 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 grabbed and put away or destroyed. But we know from mag- from newspaper clippings and from research that these things have been found in Spiro, Oklahoma. In just the last three or four years, they found a nine footer at the Spiro Mound. Of course, Smithsonian came and grabbed it. But it made the papers. And, uh, I mean, I suppose it's on display. Of course, it's not. But it made the papers. The, uh, these things are around. We're, we're around. The Native Americans, they, uh, the Apaches, I guess we're some of the first ones to come down to the Great Plains. There was there was a lot of tribes that had come across Canada and, and came down through the eastern United States. But uh, they, the Apaches started out in Minnesota. And they settled an area that later became Comancheria. It was Apacheria at the time. And uh, Comanches 
finally made a treaty with the Kiowas, and they came down and, and ran the Apaches out. And then later came the Sioux down through Minnesota. And they got run out. And uh, progressively, these tribes came through. Were the ones were, were tribes here before 1500 when this started happening? Yeah, the Pueblos were, and, and the Four Corners tribes. You know, uh, as far as there's a lot of tribes to go through. I did that on another show. Tried to, and it's, you know, it's too many tribes. So were the were the Pueblo were the Pueblo living tribes and the cliff dwelling tribes here? Yeah, they were prior to that, and. And the, the story of the Aztecs is they started in Utah, and they moved out because of the Giants. I went to Mexico City, and they were uh, went found in Mexico City, and they were so afraid of the Giants, they built a city in the middle of a lake, on an island instead of islands, and they made deep canals, because they were done with the Giants. Okay, the. Uh, I, there's, there's a, I, I talked about the history of this, of the country, and, and the chi- fact the Chinese were here, the Minoans, and all this stuff. I don't really want to go into that now. I, you want to hear that? It's on Duke's show about the Giants, uh, two-part show, episode 19. What I really want to talk about here is the spiritual aspect of this. Uh, we don't know that they don't have a soul, but I don't believe so. Now, uh, the Giants, pardon me, I know the Giants don't have a soul. We don't know if Bigfoot has a soul, if the cryptids have souls, but we don't think so. And because if you've got, and and I'll tell you how, where I'm basing my, those of you that are Christian are probably the only ones listening to this right now. Uh, Those of you that may question things that you might be listening. Uh, I'm sure that, that when I start talking about the blood of Jesus, I probably turned a few folks off. Oh yeah, but uh, <laughs> guess what? Uh, who cares? That's right. Who cares? <laughs> That's right. The uh, situation is, you know, do I love you? Yeah. Do I hope you get that you come to the full revelation knowledge of Jesus Christ as your as as your lamb, and that you take possession of the sacrifice God gave you for your sins, and He becomes not only the Lamb of God but your Lamb. I hope so. I pray you do. But uh, the fact is, I'm trying to get my thoughts together, folks. I've had several surgeries in the last two years, and they've given me so many doses of anesthesia, my memory just it goes in and out on the short-term stuff. And uh, trying to think of where I was at. The, uh, uh, these things have shown up after the flood, 20,000 of them here in the United States. They were all over Europe. I believe in Bible days post-flood, that when the Lord took them into the promised land and they encountered all these different tribes of of giants, folks, they weren't just there. They were worldwide. God wanted to hew a place out for the promised people, for the promised land. And so those are the ones we hear about in the Bible, but we know from the Kurgans, we know from from all the things in in Russia and, and over to Hungary, uh, their museums are around today. They're a part of the history of the history of the world. You, you take world history courses and look up, you know, go look at up, up Russia and the Kurgans, and uh, and Hungary and the Kurgans. K U R G A N S G A N S K U R G A N S Kurgans. This is the group that that ruled Russia and and most of uh, northern Asia, over to Europe, 
back in, uh, oh, up until about the year 1500. And they were they were eight and nine footers at least. And we've got these skeletons that, that in the U.S. that were seven to twenty-three foot. And these things were everywhere. Where did they come from? Here, I believe the ones in Appalachia. I believe the ones that didn't have the elongated skulls, and some that did, made their way out of. Uh, the Middle East, when when the children of Israel came in, they hooked it. And uh, they would have landed in New England, and, which is where all our megaliths, New England and, and, and the upper Appalachian. And these were the mound builders. These were the, the megalithic structure builders. And, uh, you know, it, it they died out in the, in the, in North America, about 1,500. They died out earlier other places, later other places. You know, Patagonia means big feet. And the the Admiral Cook and all the rest of them, their records say they found giant people. You know, now there were different tribes of them. There were different types of them. There, were, there was a great diversity. Uh, I believe the ones that came uh, from Egypt... Uh, came the Pacific route, and that's who they made their way up the uh, the uh, Sea of Cortez, and you know went on up. At that time, there was ocean came all the way up to where Lake Mead's at, almost uh, for sure to uh, to uh, oh that name of that town on I-10 on the California border. Can't remember what the name of, south south of uh, Lake Mojave. Uh, the ocean came up that far. Not, not Bakersfield. Uh, no, no. Starts with a B, but I can't think of the name of it. Anyway, it, it came up quite a ways. Five and I, I think they had a mutiny. I think some of them went over to Lovelock Caves, and but the rest of them went to, went to the Grand Canyon. They got on the the east side of the Grand, uh, the west side of the uh, Colorado River. And then came on up and went around where uh, uh, just followed the river on the on the west side, and then and then it curves around. And they were on the north side, and they, they then they made their way down in the canyon. And that's the Egyptians that were up there with the, with the giants and all that that were that were found in, up there. You know, that's all our, our blessed Smithsonian and the government closed all that off. You know, there's a reason all of that that stuff is named after, you know, uh, Indian and Egyptian. And I don't mean Native Americans. I mean Indians. From India, Indian and, and Egyptian names. A third of the canyon is, and that's the park that's closed off to the public. Now, why is parts of the Grand Canyon closed off to the public, folks? You're, uh, that's a pretty good question. So, uh, but these things, I don't believe they had souls, because when they die, I don't. I don't believe the verdict had ever changed. When you get Nephilim blood. Your soul is gone. Now, if in, in, when you're born, when you're birthed with female, with the, with the human and, and nephilim bloodline, you're born without a soul. Now, I I'm going to draw a, an equation here. What is the mark of the beast? Well, there's it's it's coming. To, we're, we've come to the realization it's a biometric chip, and that it releases nephilim DNA into you. 
Now, you got to remember, there's only two men that were destined for hell, Judas and the Antichrist. Only two men ever going to be possessed by a cherubim, Satan, Judas and the Antichrist. But there's an entire group of people in these last days when they take that chip, they are no longer candidates for salvation. Why? Because they're polluted the minute they do. The folks that they found with chips so far from these alien encounters, the doctors that have taken them out have said, well, they're to change the DNA. Do those, are those people, I don't believe that they're, it's the mark of the beast for them yet. I don't believe it's that far along. But folks, well, I actually know that's the case because they, they took a chip out of a guy that had become a Christian. He was absolutely a spiritual Christian from the time they took it out. He'd been abducted prior to that couple times. By the way, when they took him on, the, when, when he they floated him out through his closed window, this sounds crazy, but hey, it's the common denominator on people that have never talked to one another. You get enough witnesses telling you that, you know, and, and like over 100,000 of them, then it starts to, you, you know, it's hard to say all posh. They floated these people out in their sleep and they were unable to speak. Their, their spouses fell deeply asleep, and they're unable to say anything. The spouse never wakes up, and they're floated right out the glass, right through the glass. And out, and they're abducted on these ships. And this fellow, that, the, the fellow that Marzulli, L.A. Marzulli had talked to and helped get the chip out of, he even said that on one of the times, that uh, for sure at least one of the times that he was abducted and they took him on the ship, he saw the little gray alien uh, uh what the, what the little grays had been wearing that we think is their bodies were actually hanging without anything in them. The, the eyes and everything, they were hanging like a suit on pegs. And and he goes around, he floats around the corner into this room and onto this table, and he's terrified, can't speak, but he said they're the bodies of demons. And he saw a Bigfoot-type creature in the room on the ship. Now, this is what he's telling folks after he got saved and spirit-filled. So you tell me. The, there have been folks that have photos of, and I've seen uh, one of them, and... Uh, of both what we know as Bigfoot and what we know as Dogman with a little gray on their shoulder. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, I captured one from one of Jerry Klein's videos. Did you see that? No. Uh, you should look at it. It's, it's, it's probably one of the best, clearest Dogman photos uh, and with the little entity that there is. <laughs> okay. Uh, at least I I'd like think to. so. Yes. Yeah. So we definitely know they don't they don't have souls. The way the uh, human does. I mean there's no reason to believe that, that, that there's errors of salvation or in and here's the whole key, folks. Either Jesus is who he says he is, or he's a nut. He's not a good and righteous man. He's a liar and a charlatan if he's not who he said he was. 
because he said he's the son of God. That's right. He said he's the lamb of God. He said, Peter, who do you say that I am? He says, you are the son of God. And, and, he, and he renamed him. He said, upon this rock, I'll build my church. And when he rose from the dead, seen by thousands of witnesses, hundreds, uh, I believe it was hundreds, if not thousands. And by the way, dead people rose when he rose from the dead. I mean, when he, when he died. When he died, people came out of their graves all over Jerusalem, if you believe the Bible account, and I do. It's a supernatural book. We we have a supernatural faith, and if if you're into if you're into calling things woo and you say say you're a Christian, shame on you. That's right. Because uh, somebody says, "Well, these are flesh and blood." We're saying they're flesh and blood, folks. You know, Scott Carpenter wrote a book called "The Nephilim Among Us." He's a credible researcher. Ron Moorhead, one of the fathers of the Bigfoot, you know, researching. Got the Sierra sounds. Quantum, quantum Bigfoot. Conclusion, Nephilim. So, you know, as I said before, I don't think that these things can... can uh, uh, I don't think that they're limited to one language. I think they can understand all the languages. I don't think these anything that's unaffected by the Tower of Babel is a spirit. When you get to heaven, you meet a Chinaman, you're going to speak in tongues. He's going to speak in tongues. You're going to know him. Yeah, pardon me if you're from Chinese. If you're Chinese, I should have said Chinese. Excuse me. If if a, if, a, if an American meets a Chinese saint and, and an American saint, and you get to, when you get to heaven. Is he going to speak English and you're going to speak Chinese? No. You're going to speak in tongues to one another. You're going to think you're speaking in English. He's going to think he's speaking in Chinese. You're going to speak to one another. That's the way it works, folks. That's the language God made for us. When he split the languages from one language, he made one language in heaven. That's it. So you can become, you, you, can, you can look at the spirit-filled stuff now, or you can hold on to your blessed faith and get it later. But the reality is, there's a language in heaven. God made arrangements for it. It's, uh, it uh, that is nothing but a facilitation for the river to flow out of your belly. The same way as corporate prayer, corporate worship, personal prayer like Jesus did eight hours a day. That's a facilitation. So at any rate, I, I grew up in Nazarene. Uh, I'm a charismatic now. I can tell you this much, Pentecostal charismatic. I'm not a classic Pentecostal. I like women with with makeup. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) I'd like to meet one that didn't need it, but I like women with makeup (laughs) and earrings and and baubles and bangles. I like it. At any rate, the... And I've been around a lot of Pentecostals that didn't, and I can tell you right now, I like it. Uh, the uh, I believe these things, uh, you know, they, uh, like I said, the 800-pound gorilla in the room is we've got cryptids that are of pretty good size 
that don't make any sense. And apparently they're worldwide. I mean, how how many times have you heard of, heard about the werewolves in Europe? I mean, good night. They've been there forever. And uh, turns out they're in Australia. There's whole sections of Australia that have the, the eastern side of Australia and Queensland. Uh, there's areas over there that have names, the streets that have names like Werewolf Road. And it's common knowledge. You drive down that road slow, you're going to have one of them run alongside the car. And they've got Yowies, Bigfoot. They had Bigfoot in New Zealand. They've definitely got the werewolves. Uh, boy, the government does, goes a long ways to keep that quiet. But there's a reason they build hundreds of huts and they want the tourists to stay in the huts instead of their tents. They discourage the use of tents. Hello? <laughs> Thank God for huts. So, is it because of the weather? Well, South Island it might be. The north, north end of the North Island, it's like Hawaii. But they got huts. So, these things, are both the giants... And these cryptids are pretty much around the world, folks. And the 800-pound gorilla in the room is there were giants, and now we got cryptids. And there were giants, and now we got space boys. And are they extra-dimensional? Yeah. Are they extraterrestrial? I kind of think they might be that also. From deep space? No, I don't think so. But they've got ships that can go... A lot of places. They've also got ships that most of them can <clears throat> can go from zero to fifteen thousand miles an hour in about ten feet, and then do a, a ninety uh, a forty five degree turn at doing fifteen thousand miles an hour. Nothing we understand is matter can do that. Not even close. Things have been built all over this world that, that there's we we don't have the technology today to do it. There's something going on that has been going on for a long time, and we just haven't been told the straight story. We're catching, we're playing catch up here. Amen to that. But the giants did were absolutely nephilim in their DNA. Doesn't matter how many women they had relations with, they stayed spirit only. And when they die, they become the demonic. Unclean spirits from the Bible are called the demonic today. So that leads us to, if these things, if if most of the cryptids, if not all, but on behalf of, to not step on anybody's toes, let's say most, if if they are... um, Spirit only, when they die, they're going to become demonic also. I believe they can understand all the languages. I think you need to be careful what you say. If you're going to try to get away, I think you probably shouldn't say, come on, let's run. <laughs> you know, etc. I think they can understand them. Can they all speak, in, uh, speak human? I don't think so. I don't think a lot of them have the ability. That's why some of them mind speak to you. A lot of people say the dog man, they, 
as they look at them and they just they feel like they're being told if they say anything to anybody about them that 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 thing will come and kill them. They 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 both they and some of the space boys seem to really get a charge out of terrorizing people. And there's a lot of these things will eat you. I'm not into doing calls. You know, Duke and I were talking about that earlier today. It's it's doing the calls and having them come out. That's not research. That's just getting them pissed off to come enough to come out and and show themselves. Okay. Now you might be a researcher too, but that ain't research. That's just making them mad and up to come out or fooling them to come out and say howdy. You know, in a bad or a good way. Now there's other things that are research, but uh, Nora is doing game calls and getting them to show up. I don't think that's research either. Uh-huh. You know, that's not judging their interaction. That's not doing the Diane Fossey deal. Nor is that, uh, you know, studying where they go, what they do, how they do it, and all that other kind of stuff. So, you know, uh, I kind of call it messing with Sasquatch. <laughs> you know? Yeah. If you want to know what you ought to name your, your research... If they're doing that, I think you ought to name it Jack Links. <laughs> Messing with Asquatch, you know. So uh, now moving on to, uh, I think these things are accompanied by the demonic. Oh yeah. I think there's sure. a whole realm of the demonic that we don't necessarily deal with with people. And I've come to the realization that there's that there there's a realm of the demonic that are attached to these things, and and there's two reasons that I I believe that. Number one, they're found around cemeteries, and they seem to be empowered there. Number two, they hang around the 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 the, uh, the mounds, the burial mounds. Yeah. I think there's a form of ancestor worship with these things. I think these things are their ancestors. I also think that that the spirits that are on these things. Or in these things, when they die, they hang around where their bodies were. Vagabond spirits. Uh-huh. And they're hanging around there until the devil gets around to looking them up and saying, okay, I got a job for you. And uh, I can tell you right now, there is a thing called the only, the only demonic entity in the Bible named after a person is Jezebel. And it's and Jezebel's traits were control, manipulation, domination, witchcraft, seducing, and beguiling. And we know that the co-workers of Jezebel are control, manipulation, domination, witchcraft, and seducing and beguiling spirits. And that the that there are control spirits from people with Jezebel. And oftentimes they'll look like the person. And when the person dies, the residual control spirits are what we call poltergeists. That's what they are, folks. And and if you're into channeling or or know anybody that is, they're fooling with demons. They're fooling with residue control spirits that are lying to them, trying to get the person to buy into the the reincarnation and that I was the spirit of so-and-so from the, you know, they'll channel through somebody, you know, I I was the spirit of Antonio from 
from, you know, the Roman Empire, and I was a Christian, and I died in the arena, you know, blah, 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 blah. And so what you're doing is uh, they're trying to get you to, to have an emotional attachment so they can jump in you. Buddy of mine that I fished with for years, a funeral home director. I was telling him about this stuff. He said, oh, we see those all the time. They're benign. I said, Jerry, they're not benign. They're waiting for the family to show up, those who had an emotional attachment to the person. And they want to kill them. You want to know why, why, why certain diseases run in families? There you go. I have three friends that saw people they were close to after they died showed up at their house. Two, two men and one woman. The woman, it was her ex-husband who had remarried. But when he, after he died, he came and said, he said her name. He said, have you really forgiven me? She thought for a minute. She said, yes, I have. Well, he didn't leave. The other two fellas, they saw friends of theirs. Said, go on, Joe. You're, you're, you're dead now. Go on to heaven. Well, that wasn't Joe. That was a residue control spirit. Both of those guys died within a year of what their friends had died of. My, my, my female friend, she's an older lady, she came down with cancer shortly after that. And she's repented and gone through bloody hell and fought that thing over and over and over, and she's still alive. It's been a, over a decade, mm-hmm. about a decade and a half. She's gone through bloody hell because she didn't realize that was a control spirit of him, and that was a demon. Said, have you forgiven me? Uh-huh. It was wanting to know if it had a legal right to jump in her. And when she took it too long to think, it had a, it had a right. Yeah, I, I, she thought for a while and said, yeah, I've forgiven you. She hadn't really. She said, go on to heaven now. It didn't go to heaven because it wasn't, it wasn't him. Mm-hmm. It was a residue control spirit. <clears throat> Who's going to have Jezebel more than the giants? Control, manipulation, domination, witchcraft, seducing, and beguiling spirits. Who's going to have them more than that? Shamanism, witchcraft. What is it? Jezebel. I can go into it, and I've got a book coming out. When I do, I'll come back on the show, and and we'll talk about it. And you can buy the book. Because I guarantee right. you, it'll change your life. But for, for right our, now, folks, that's, folks that's what I've got heard, to say about it. Folks, for what I've right. heard, he's right. And I strongly recommend that you uh, do buy his book, because the things that, he, uh, that uh, David has shared with me in the past five days have been... Uh, Earth-shattering and life-changing, that's for sure. So it's coming out for too long. I'll be back and let you all know. But uh, the main thing, it's it's about this. Uh, not Bigfoot, but about the spiritual warfare and being coming pure in heart and, and uh, how, to, how to have the full of, use the full effect of the cross in our lives. And how God didn't equip us to forgive people for what they've done. Because if if he could forgive people for what they've done, Jesus didn't go, need to go to the cross. So it's behavior. Behavioral approval is a lie from hell. 
And behavioral sin is what keeps you has stood between us and God. God said, "Pay me now, pay me in blood." We look just like Him when we're when somebody's hurt us. We want uh, you owe me. But see, God needed Jesus, the high priest. If I need a new pickup truck, I don't say, Jesus, help me with a new pickup truck. He goes to God and asks him for a pickup truck. That's not it. He's our high priest. He, The high priest, once a year, takes the slain lamb in his blood and presents him in the Holy of Holies. But Jesus is our high priest. He's never, ever lived to make intercession for us. So when I screw up, I say, oh, Lord, forgive me. He can be just as offended at me as he ever was. The cross wasn't a magic pill. But he'll say, Jesus, I need you. And Jesus will walk into the cloud at his throne, the cloud of his glory, and he'll appear before him with holes in his hands, holes in the feet, holes in his scalp, and a hole in his side. And God will look at him and say, oh, I just, and he transfers all my guilt onto Jesus and then says, I love Dave, what can I do for him? That's the high priest. He ever lives to make intercession for us. For we have a high priest who was in all ways tempted and tried, tested and tried as we were, yet without sin. And he's able to run, run to the aid of those who were in likewise tried and tested. And he appears before the Lord. John said, I, I wept for none was found worthy to open the book. The angel said, Weep not, for one has been found worthy. Behold, the, tri- the lion of the tribe of Judah. And I looked, and behold, I saw a lamb. Horns and seven crowns. It's the lamb nature of Jesus, not the lion nature. He'll change you. He'll make you fearless. But he'll also make you caring and compassionate. And that's what we give up when we've got fatherhood issues. And we don't know how to process forgiveness. That's what the book's about, folks. So at any rate, uh, I'm going to teach you all a, a, a little simple binding and, and rebuking deal. And it's going to seem so simple to those that have been Christians for a while. But if you ain't using it, then you ain't, then you ain't learned it. doesn't matter if you can repeat it already. We're going to have a little, close, little, little short order drill here. When these things come around you, and the demonic is attached to them. Uh, if you make a religion out of this stuff, it's going to come on you. It's going to follow you home, and you're going to get you're going to get obsessed with this stuff. And it's all you're going to be able to think about when you go to bed. It's all you can think about when you when you get up, and it's all you're going to want to talk about. It's Bigfoot, 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 Wolfman, Wolfman, Wolfman. That's obsession, folks. And they've sent demons against you. If it gets in the way of your life, it gets, it gets in the way of your family. If it gets in the way uh, between you and the Lord, that's an obsession. That's when the demonic are around you. Oppression is when they get in your flesh. Possession is if you're not a Christian. And enough of them get in you over the weaknesses and darkness in your life, emotional darkness, that they take over that portion of your life. It takes thousands of them to completely take you over. But I knew some guys that were cocaine addicts. One of them was a manager of a restaurant. And he was fine and normal, could function and everything until you mentioned cocaine, and then he was demon-possessed. I've seen it. 
The fact is, these things have demonic attached to them. I I, I laughed at folks that thought they cloaked, because I bought into the deal, oh, they're flesh and blood, they don't cloak. That's the woo factor. Well, folks, I'm going to tell you, they are flesh and blood. And two of the guys who know their flesh and blood have determined that, that, that have written books just lately, and both legitimate researchers have determined they're, they're Nephilim. And one of them thinks they cloak. And I've got friends that, that I know are, are uh, absolutely correct in the, in the field, including Duke, and are serious researchers who have been out and seen a, a stump that's a stump. And then when he gets too close, it stands up and walks away. And I've seen some video of some folks in southern Oklahoma that went in and shot some video to begin with at an area, and those were boogers. You could see the hair. And then he pans back over there, and they're stumps. But you go back and look, and everybody criticized him. You go back and look at the beginning of that video, folks, you can see the hair. How do they do that? It's demonic. I agree. What is what is the infrasound and all that stuff? Supernatural abilities. Well, is it really supernatural? Lions can do it. Elephants can do it. Not like that. You know, tigers can do it, but not. And can they screw things up till they jump on them? Yeah. But I've been hit with it, and I, I I absolutely thought it was demonic. It turned out to be these things. But had I not done the had I not bound things in Jesus' name, I'm convinced they'd have killed me that night. As it was, they couldn't move into my full view. Something was hindering them. But it was angels. So I'm going to end this by just moving on to what to do. And um if you've got if if these things are coming on your property, uh Wes Germer talked to some folks and he even recommends this. That they got some good relief. They went out to the edge of their property and said, In the name of Jesus. Now I use whose blood atones for my sins. Are, is is that done away with? Yeah. Are we redeemed and, and, and is he his blood wash away our sins? Yeah. But the Bible says even the angels long to look into the things concerning redemption. And the demons do not speak redemption. They understand fulfilled atonement. That's why we say in the name of Jesus, whose blood atones for my sins? I had a lot of folks say, well, we just use the name of Jesus. Yeah, well, guess what? You get 20 of them yelling at the thing and it never comes out. It takes one doing it and everybody else saying, I agree in Jesus' name. And I use fulfilled atonement because if the anointing's not there, if, you, if the anointing's there, great, say Jesus' name. But if you don't feel the anointing, it's not overcoming you. I'll guarantee you, you're talking to somebody. I've sat in on hundreds of deliverances. This works. In the name of Jesus, whose blood atones for my sins, I bind all all of the Bigfoot, all of the Sasquatch, all all of the spirit beings. I bind everything off of my property now that's not a God or my family, or my friends. 
you're bound all Bigfoot, all Sasquatch. They speak English, by the way. They don't. They may not speak it. They understand it. And if you're doing it in Spanish, it'll work in Spanish. If you're doing it in Chinese, it'll work in Chinese. In the name of Jesus, whose blood atones for my sins, I bind you all off this wall. All of you, and say what they are. You say say all, all of them, or you can just say cryptids, or whatever you want to do. I, if it's me, I'd call out what I was having trouble with. I bind them off this property. I draw a bloodline of the shed blood of Jesus Christ that flowed from Calvary around this property. And I put angels here right now. I pray the 91st Psalm of a God, and I put angels here right now. And let them see them. And I bind them off this property, and from coming on this property, or harassing or molesting anything that's mine. Should you still get some bright lights? Yeah. But I can tell you this much. There's going to be a barrier there, and they may holler and scream from the hillside, but they're not coming on your property anymore. Now, what happens if you still got some sin in your life? Well, you better repent or get you some Christians over there to agree with you and get them to come over there and do a Jericho march around your property. It works. Binding and loosing, binding and rebuking. You ain't going to lose anything when it comes to these things. You bind them off you. You bind them off your property. You say, I've been the, when, <clears throat> when a, uh, a face of one of them appeared in the wall over at Mike's house, he did what I told him. In the name of Jesus, whose blood atones for my sins, I bind you and rebuke you, and I cast you into the bottomless pit, the abyss. I seal it to judgment day. Well, it didn't go right then. Because Mike's kind of new to this, but I'll tell you this much. What happened when you went back down there, Mike? Well, it's uh, the... <laughs> the paint it turned all black where the face was and it started peeling off the wall so it's gone. It's, gone it's gone and prior to that when they were coming to your house and then we did it what happened they haven't been uh, messing around no footprints no, no wrapping down the, the house or anything like that so. and was that going on on a regular basis Oh, it only just started probably a week before you and I actually talked. It's funny how God works, huh? And how often was that happening? Uh, I it was like almost a, a, a nightly or morning basis. Yeah. Okay. Well, it stopped, right? Yeah, it did. Yep. I'm going to tell you, I've gotten some messages on Facebook by some folks that, that I was friends with and figured out that I was a guy on Dukes, etc. And you've asked me, what what can I help you with? This is it. Okay? You bind them from coming on your property, and, and, and then you do this. In the name of Jesus, whose blood atones for my sins, I bind and re- rebuke all spirits that are attached to these things. Within a hundred yards around my property, you're all bound and rebuked, and I cast you into the abyss, and I command you to stay there. And I want to tell you, I want you to talk to them like you talk. I want you to give you, paint you a picture. You just built you a new house. You just furnished it. You got everything nice and neat and clean. You got brand new everything. You come home. There's a 300-pound feces and urine-covered hog on your sitting on your sofa. How are you going to talk to him? I don't know about you, but I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to act three ways, fast, hard, and continuous, with an open door and a broom, and I'm going to run it out of there. I'm going to run him out of there. <laughs> That's the way you need to talk to these things. Now, the Bigfoot, 
You don't have to holler and yell at them. Just do, take your business. But these demons, I'm telling you, you, get, you just get get after it. You don't have to yell at them, but you speak with authority and you be serious about it. And you put some guts behind it. I equate it to fighting with a, with a rifle and a bayonet. When it comes time to fix bayonets, you better have some guts behind it. This is your bayonet. I talk to people about their lives and how whether they're looking at porn or one thing or another and how your life is a fortress. Your life is a frontier fort with picket with a picket fence all the way around it. I mean, sharpened logs driven in the ground and pointed on the other end. And you do that stuff. You get off into sin. It opens the gates. It tears down your walls. And it's no wonder you get overrun. All of a sudden, you start having trouble with your kids, and your wife turns out, buddy of mine, turned out his wife started cheating on him. She's a church gal, but he opened the door with porn. I'm telling you, if you open the door, you're going to have problems. But if you and, and if you need to repent, get your life right with Jesus, all it takes is, Lord, I repent of this, cleanse me with your blood, and come live your life through me. That's it. Boom. You're there. Put on the full armor of God. Take on the helmet of salvation, breastplate of right. It, it says it in a different order in the Bible, folks, but make it, make it simple. Start with your head, go to your feet, and then go to your hands. In Jesus' name, I, take, I do this when I wake up. I take on the helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, gird my loins of the truth, shod my feet with the preparation to preach the gospel. I take up the shield of faith and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. I apply the shed blood of Jesus Christ to float from Calvary over me and my family. The crown of our head, the sole of our feet, it covers and fills us. And Lord, I pray the 91st Psalm be in effect over us at all times. Charge angels to come guard us. That's the way I start my day, folks. That's the way you need to start your day. If you wonder why the demonic doesn't obey you, you're not wearing the full armor of God and you're not repented, right? You haven't, you haven't asked the Lord to cleanse you. I'm telling you, the blood of Jesus is your defense. It is your battle axe and your weapon of war. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. That's you using it. If you need help with this stuff, that's what you need. If you're not having good success, get yourself some folks out there. Your faith works in prayers. Your faith does not work in taking authority. That is not praying. That's taking authority. Jesus said, Behold, I give you authority over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall in any way harm you. But if you don't stand up and take it, your butt's going to get kicked. Stand up and take authority that he gave you. He defeated hell, and then he gave it to the church. He gave everything to the church. He didn't take anything back to heaven with him. It's ours. And that's all I got to say on that matter. You got any Thanks. questions, Mike, or anything I missed? Um, no, I think uh, that's that. That's that. There you go, folks. That's the cornerstone. There's the, there's the answer to. So, any of your if problems, you want to know what to do, take authority. If you want to know what to do, if they come in and they're coming around your house, bind them off your house, bind them off your property. They won't like it. They'll go. If you need to get some other Christians over there and get you pray over some anointing oil and anoint your house and anoint the four corners of your house and the four corners of your property, do it. 
tell some folks, hey, I'm, I'm, I need some deliverance people over here. And, you know, you don't even have to mention Bigfoot. Just tell them you're having demonic problems over there, and you're walking right with the Lord. And, and uh, you know, declare, this, declare the, your family's sins forgiven. Jesus said, he said now, in the upper room, he says, he'd been talking to him about spiritual warfare and deliverance all this time. And then he gave him the, the, the atom bomb of Christianity. He said, now, he said, as my father has sent me, so I send you, receive you the Holy Ghost. He blew in their mouth, and he said, and now. Every time he said, and now. He said, and now I give you the keys of the kingdom. And now, and now. He said it again. And now, whoever sins you, forgive or forgiven. Whoever sins you, don't forgive or not forgiven. Brother, I can't get you into heaven declaring your sins forgiven. No offense to the Catholic Church, no a lot of good Catholics, but I'm going to tell you right now, if I declare somebody's sins forgiven, it robs hell of its empowerment because of the darkness in their life, and it's a spiritual warfare tool. It is the number one tool you should use when you take authority over your house or whatever. And if if you're not getting any success, declare your, you and your family's sins forgiven in Jesus' name, and break hell's empowerment against you, and cancel all assignments, and bind all spirits off you in your house. These things, the reason they hang out at the cemeteries and all this stuff is residue control spirits of Jezebel. They're, they're, they are ancestor worshipers, but not the same way that the Buddhists are. These things are ancestor worshipers because they hang out where these residue control spirits are. These residue poltergeists, some people call them. And if you think that you're having any contact with a poltergeist or you're any of that other stuff, you're deceived. And there's a devil that hates you, and he is the enemy of your soul. And there is a God that loves you, and he's the lover of your soul. And whether your daddy gave you any behavioral approval, or whether he gave you any soul approval, your, your, my issue and your issue is the lack of soul approval from our daddies. But there's a God who loves you and wants to exchange daddies with you, and he wants to be your dad. For real. And he loves you, and he's willing to help you. Just ask him. And then stand up and take authority. Fight for your wife and your children, for your families, for your property. There's not a devil from hell can beat you if you'll just stand up and shoot your gun that God gave you. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Jesus said, use it. He said, it is written, it is written. I'm telling you, it is written that you should bind and rebuke and cast them in the bottomless pit. That's the, God's holding place for devils. Revelation chapter 20, the devil himself is going to get put in there. It's a place where they can find no rest. That's where they said, they, the, the, the demoniac, they said they begged him. They said, please don't, if you come to torment us before our time, they begged him not to torment them and by putting them into the abyss. Put them in there, folks. That's the one. Uh, that, this isn't like Briar Rabbit who says, oh, please, please don't throw me in the briar patch. That, that'd be a terrible fate because that's where he wanted to go. These things don't want to go there. Put them in there. They're not asking to go there because it's a good place. And there are other pits in hell. That ain't this. This is the abyss, the bottomless pit, the place they don't want to go from Revelation chapter 20 where the devil gets thrown in for a thousand years. This is God's trash compactor for devils. Put them in there. They come against you. You get this demonic stuff in your house. Take authority. 
bump it around beneath the house and through it throughout the property and the surrounding area and the vehicles. Take authority. Bind the, bind the stuff from operating. Is deliverance the keys to the kingdom? No. Is prayer the keys to the kingdom? No. Jesus said, binding and loosing is the keys to the kingdom. You bind hell, you bind hell and you lose heaven. I'm tempted, but I'm not going. I'm not going to go there. You bind hell and loose heaven. All right, that's the recipe. And I believe, and I believe with all of my heart, you will have good success. And the Holy Ghost will every. If you can't get the anointing to show up any other way, bind the devil and the Holy Ghost to come in like a mighty rushing wind. That's a fact. Because he's a bigger enemy of theirs than you are, and he hates their guts. And again, that's all I got to say on that matter. Thank you, David. Thank you very much. And uh, well, folks, uh, you have heard the most important message for most of you uh, this far in your life, and I know for me as well. Uh, there might be some of you that already know this, but that for there's many of you you don't, and so. And I was one of them, and um, so uh, I hope you we take forbid this that stuff to come on. His, we forbid that stuff to come on his property. We bound it off in the name of Jesus, and they stopped. Then the demon showed up, and we and he bound and rebuked that, and it left. Did it go in the bottomless pit? I kind of think it did, but it's gone, and it ain't coming back. If it does, he knows what to do. If another one comes, he knows what to do. Put him in the bus because you don't want to, have to fight the same one twice. Go ahead, brother. He's so true what you're saying. It's absolutely the truth. So, uh, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you just a little bit uh, more revealing of. So the next day, so I put the one in. You know, I I found him and rebuked him and sent him to the pit of uh, an outer darkness. And uh, so, uh, you sent him to the abyss. Is where you sent him? The yeah. abyss. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what I meant to say. You sealed it to judgment day. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, guess what? The next day, there were four faces. <laughs> and so I had to go through the I didn't know that. Again. No, we didn't get to talk about that. But uh, we, I, it, that happened um, right after we talked yesterday, and I was heading on uh, uh, <laughs> a way out to do my, you know, the, you know so anyway, so uh, I did that, and then they disappeared too. So. Um, <laughs> So it does work. Yeah, just because you just because you do it once doesn't mean they'll give up. You may have a you may have a fight on your hands, but you'll wear them out and they'll stop coming. There is, yeah. Well, that's not yeah. yeah there is a fight. <laughs> There's a spiritual warfare going on. Right. It really is, and uh, a lot of people are they're being deceived in one way or the other. So uh, put your faith in the blood of Jesus. Yeah, and if and if, if you want to look into these things, and you feel like the Lord is allowing you to do that, I got no problem with that. I looked into them because I'd had some experiences, and I want to know what these things were. I'm not looking into them anymore. I know what they are, and and I've come to the conclusions. Uh, I also know there's different types of them. It's like there's different kinds of people. There's different kinds of giants. There were a whole, whole bunch of different kinds of giants. There are some of these buggers that have, have tusks, you know, and fangs, and they eat people. Well, I'm not going into the woods without a gun. If I don't have one, I'm going to take somebody that's got one. And and I'm not going out there with an arm. But do I feel threatened by the patty types? No. 
I really don't. You know, but I'm also not out there hollering at them, and I'm not doing <laughs> and I'm not doing game calls <laughs> where they come in ready to eat something. You know, some people do. You know, and uh, I think it's a fool's errand, but they can go ahead and do it if they want to. <laughs> I was I was I was a, a farmer appraiser for a long time, folks, and I've seen a whole lot of tracks. And I've seen some things, but I've seen a whole lot of tracks of stuff I didn't see, and I've been growled out. I've been run out of places some places. When I was first started walking with the Lord and I was doing this kind of stuff, and I can tell you right now, I, I didn't lose anything to go back for. It's kind of like Chicago in the wintertime. I've not been back to Chicago in the wintertime. I got cured of that with one trip. <laughs> it's Fritz. They call it the Windy City for a reason. It's, yeah, it's a it's blizzard, and I didn't, I'm not going back yeah, in the wintertime. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm get I'm getting to my that point too of realization that uh, God has revealed probably I don't know, but I'll let him just, enough. I, mean, I I got enough evidence to to. to You're satisfied now, huh? Oh, I could do another dozen recordings and show people more images and yeah, but yeah. You know, just the evidence. But I, do do I do I need to go out and uh, take the camera and take pictures? I mean. No. Well, you're I mean, you're in a pretty peculiar area. You got them. You got them pretty darn close to your house. I think you ought to leave them alone. <laughs> <laughs> it hadn't worked out too good so far. No, I, think I think you ought to leave them alone. This is... I think anybody that goes out and does any research within 20 miles of their house is asking for trouble because uh, they'll make it pretty clear they don't want you. And once they've made it clear they don't want you, they're going to show up at your house, folks. Well, if the you continue thing. with that and you continue to go out and they've showed up at your house, uh, just make sure your life insurance, because even with the paddy types, make sure your life insurance is all paid up and your family's going to be taken <laughs> care of because you may not be coming home. And that's a fact. Yeah. And, you know, the Lord didn't tell you to go. You know, he saved Daniel from the lions then. He didn't tell Daniel to go looking for the lions. Well, who would have thought of it to find him in my own in the middle of my own. I'm telling you how to, how, to be, how to be safe at your house and how to extricate yourself. You know, you can bind them from following you, and you can take authority when you're out there. But if, if, if they're pursuing you, don't go back. And if you want to go fooling around the woods, find some people that know what they're doing and go 40 or 50 miles away. Well, for this, I, for this I, channel, I, we, for had a, we had a guy that was asking – we had a guy who was asking our opinion on Facebook, and they'd already showed up at his house and, and caused his house problems and his neighbor's problems, and he was talking about going back. And it's like I equated it to, sanity, you know, going hunting in Africa. <laughs> I've been a hunting guide in the, in the States, but when I go to Africa, I go with a prof- I'm going I'm to go with a pro hunter. I'm not going to go out there by myself because I don't know what I'm doing, and I, you know, and I... You, you go, you go fooling around with this stuff. These things are not the lover of your soul. No, they're not. And that guy was obsessed. He was obsessed. And I'm not sure they, that he didn't have spirits of them in his in his flesh. I mean, he just could not stop. And he tried to rationalize every way under the sun. And somebody that we all know uh, who he is uh, was on there too. And he said, listen, Hoss, he already told you, you know, what you're asking for trouble, and, and you may not be coming back. 
I mean, we 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 did everything but tell him you go back out there, you're dead meat. Yeah. And folks, if 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 you can't leave those things alone, and you then you got a problem, and it's spiritual, and you better be taking authority over yourself and binding that stuff up. You can bind it and command it to be of no effect, be silent, be still, be deaf, be blind, be dormant in Jesus' name. You can bind that stuff up. Binding and loosing is keys to the kingdom. Later on, you can get some deliverance over it. But in the meantime, if you get something that's out of bounds in your life, it's probably spiritual and you need to bind you need to bind it. I don't care if it's ice cream, I don't care if it's if it's yo yo's. If you can't leave a yo yo alone, you may have a problem. Fortune cookies. Doesn't matter what it is. There's spirits attached to all kinds of stuff. And if you get obsessed about something, that means they're around you. And if you get oppressed over it, and you can't leave it alone no matter what, and it and it's it, it's literally oppressing you, and keep robbing you of your peace. Bind it. Bind it off you to begin with, and then if you, if it's robbing you of your peace, bind it in place. Take authority. Uh, thou shalt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind, both its inclination and character, stayed upon thee. The Lord, the lover of your soul. He's the lover of your soul. The other stuff's not. Nope. Amen. Not your, not your friend. That's right. And they're not your pet. <laughs> well, yeah, I've met a lot of people thought the demons were their pets. I keep trying to tell them, boys, that's not your pets. And I hate to break the news to you, uh, buddy, but a few of them are dead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. Well, I've met people. I've, I know a lot of tragic stories, and some of them happened to pastors that wouldn't forgive, and they're passed away now. Because when you won't forgive, you can't be forgiven. And you know, grace of God, they went on to heaven probably, but they didn't make it. And the Lord sent me to talk to them about forgiving people a bunch of times, and they just said, "Oh, posh, you know what you're talking about." <laughs> well, I've been at this for 25 years, and I grew up in church before that, but I kept backsliding. And then once the Lord got a hold of me, folks, the Holy Spirit got active in my life, I haven't been any backsliding in 25 years. I'm human, but I'm not stupid. I didn't say I haven't sinned in 25 years, I said I... I had many backsliding. There's a whole bunch of difference. Does that mean I haven't lost my temper at the supermarket over somebody crazy person in line in front of me or driving or looking at a pretty girl? Well, you know. But keep my. I've learned the recipe for a lot of things in life is keep your mind stayed on the Lord, your hands in your pockets, and your pants zipped. And some things seem to go a lot better. <laughs> they sure do. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, it works if you're a boy or a girl. <laughs> ye are of God little children love one another you bear fruit in keeping with your repentance hallelujah amen Jesus is the answer doesn't matter what the question is because he knows all the answers Absolutely. Well, hallelujah. Are, are you ready to close this one down, brother? Yes. Well, thank you, uh, Dave. Well, and um, uh, uh-huh. uh, just to stay on, and I'll just uh, 
and the recording uh, I part. Yeah, I hope this helps some folks. Oh, I'm sure it's gonna. I think this is probably one of the most important messages of our day, and it and um, needed to be said by someone who knew what the heck they were talking about. So it's, I'm very grateful. So. All right. Well, God bless you all. Hope, pray the Lord gives you the desires of your heart, and the first thing He starts with is He He fills that God-sized hole, God-sized holding you. And, and and gives you emotional fulfillment by knowing him. Amen. Amen. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.